welcome to the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits Roundtable. Where we invite our fellow dreamers, thinkers, healers, lightworkers, world teachers, misfits, and rebels to join us every week at the Roundtable. Where we explore everything from love, business, life, and even things others might think are strange like UFOs or channeling. And we have co-created this space to deepen our own personal and spiritual journeys. And we'd love to have you add your questions, your wisdom, thoughts, ideas alongside us here at the Roundtable. And we're your hosts, Ashley Bradley, intuitive business coach and mom, calling out healers and lightworkers of the world to play a bigger game and show up with their unique magic. And this is my best friend, James Fletcher. He is also a speaker, a writer, a member of the recovery community, and a queer spiritual activist. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the roundtable. Hello, friend. So, so. <laughs> tonight's talk, we titled it Peace, Love, and Uncertainty. And I would say this conversation was primarily about like 2020, the uncertainty that is 2020 mixed in with what's going on. Like, because I know some people might not be listening to it right as this comes out. But it's, we're filming this, recording this, whatever you want to say, on November 6th, where things are still very up in the air in terms of what's going to happen with this current election. And so just kind of wanted to bring you guys back to what inspired this topic. Uh, we do have two guests on tonight, um, Sherry and Barty, and they are amazing. Sherry has been on our podcast before. They are both women who of color, women who are coaches, and just really have amazing perspectives around exploring how they've stayed connected successfully and unsuccessfully hmm. <laughs> with this during what's going on, you know, being really open about how it's been for them. What what stood out for you? Like what what was the the big thing for you today? So Barty, that's how we say it, right? I'm not saying it right, mm-hmm. Barty. God, I yeah. always mispronounce it. Barty and Sherry, they had their own podcast, um, Unfolding Sharp Corners. And they talk a lot about uh, the experience of being women of color, uh, of politics, of grief, and how we kind of rush through grief or don't really exude grief openly. So I really love that they brought that perspective to the conversation. Yeah, I did focus a lot on the current uncertainty that we're facing tonight. Like you said, as we're recording this, we still don't know who our president is. So if you're listening to this years later, that's what's going on. And uh, just that experience of really being stuck in uh, not knowing if we're going to have a president that continues to marginalize us or if we're going to have a new leader that really embraces us. And then on a different note, like, you know, how does that play out in our personal lives, our love lives, mm-hmm. like our experience as a parent, as a friend, as a coach? So I love the perspective they brought. I think the energy certainly was palpable tonight. Mm. And and I appreciate that. It was like all comes from a place of honesty. And I'm glad we recorded this. And it's documented for our own journey for other people to listen to when they're feeling quite uncertain themselves. Mm. Yeah, I do think that it's something that's going to apply to like the complexities of like feeling different ways, different about the same thing. And I think that it's okay. I guess I'm giving myself permission at the end of this call to feel different ways or to feel a different way than the people around me, even if they don't understand it. And so, yeah, I think it was, um, for me, it was a vulnerable 
topic. I think it was a, uh, a challenging conversation to just show up and be honest with how I feel about it. Even though I feel like I, there, all of you, right. Have great perspectives and made me feel kind of so welcome. It just feels, yeah, it feels sometimes Sensitive, side, right? Side note, <laughs> Ash is going through black sheep syndrome tonight more than ever. So it's very interesting to see you arrive in this vulnerable place. And mm, I feel like I go in and out of it though. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like I I think obviously we called our podcast Spiritual Rebels and Misfits for a reason. And I think that all of us have different moments where we feel that that separation a little bit more. Although I do feel like I've totally been in the energy of the oneness, which I know that Marty mentions of like being this kind of separate human being, as well as like realizing, Oh, well, we are all one. We are all made of the same energy. I'm not the drop of water. I am the ocean, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that I have been in that energy, but at the same time, like being somebody that connects in with seeing things that way, that sometimes you're just like, wow, it's, it's, it's an interesting Thing to to be right it's an interesting person to be and all of us I'm, I mean all of you right I'm sure you feel like this all the time you listening I'm sure that you feel like this all the time you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast but yeah I don't want to make it about me but yeah yeah, yeah. you do <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really I'm kind of a stoke that it's in the the annals of our journey now that we recorded mm-hmm. this conversation with two brilliant insightful women and i got to record yeah. it with you because you know years down the road we got to record how we felt on this historic night that really plays into a, a bigger scope of things you know how do you keep that peace and love for one another and for oneself when so much is uncertain and i've mm. certainly faced a lot of that in the last few years coming back to life it was uncertain you know going through breakups i'm sure a lot of you feel uncertain divorces death change how do you keep that peace and love for your fellow humans going, you know, and how do you keep that love for yourself? So I think it's a great little meditation on that. Mm. Yeah. And make sure that you go and follow and subscribe to unfolding sharp corners. And do I get that right? Cause sometimes I see edges and I, I fuck it up, but you did it perfectly. It'll be in the show notes just in case I messed just it up. Just in case you fucked it up. Just in case I fuck it up. And <laughs> and subscribe and follow our yes. podcast as well. Leave a comment because if you like this, if you're like, yes, please give me a season two of the podcast. Please make more. <laughs> He's giving me okay. a look right now. <laughs> well, please don't leave that comment and especially leave a voice comment sounding like that. Please leave a voice comment. Just please give me something. I'll them right now. Like, don't leave Or I will not return for season two. I think we should play one like that live. Like, a challenge. Okay. All right. Everybody enjoy. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. So let's just check in with everybody before we dive into any topics. We're going to just sort of ease our way into this one tonight what do you think okay i mean honestly i i and i i I certainly was i'm feeling great tonight actually like today Mm -hmm. was really i love the wordage that you picked for this topic like we're just talking about privately 
peace, love, and uncertainty. I, I, really... I was wondering what you were going to think because I usually let you name and title and do all the words around this podcast. And sometimes I ask you what you think when I name it and you're like, mm-hmm, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I noticed it. All right. And so I'm glad that we were really in tune for this one. That makes me happy. We, we really got to talk about your impressions of me lately. <laughs> I need you to take our winter break to really examine how it sounds in your head. <laughs> but anyhow, I love it. Uh, but what I was saying is this week, right after you named it, I really caught myself. And this actually has been a large, and I don't want to make this all about me, but it's been a large part of my experience this year, not giving away my peace and love to uncertainty during this human experience. And I know that everyone that's going to join us live tonight, some of you will watch this later, but those of you that are coming in live, there's a lot of uncertainty going on in America right now. And it's certainly playing with a lot of people's frequencies, especially impasse and light workers. I think we're, if we're not feeling ourselves, we're taking on other people's energy. So there's a lot going on right now. So hopefully we can, as a round table, talk about it, empower one another, love one another, but yeah, I love the wordage for this. What's what's your feeling and sentiment around this topic? A few things. I know that like 2020 is like the uncertainty year, but whenever I think about uncertainty, it always makes me think about that well, everything is kind of uncertain for the most part, but that we're just more like aware of it and we're just like more focused on it. And so I guess I just get curious about like, wow, like, well, what if that tuned us into possibility? Because thinking from an energetic perspective, when people don't know what's going to happen next, it's actually like the place where you're in like the best ability to create what's next. So I tend, but I also, okay, that's the other side of the topic is I have a really weird way of seeing things. And that I often, you remember even with the pandemic that like, I'm like, ooh, like something good is coming, but I know everyone's going to think I'm a fucking weirdo if I say that. (laughs) But I'm like, yeah, like this is the awakening. Like this is the time. Like, oh yeah, the age of Aquarius that's coming. Yeah, by the way, that means all the systems are crumbling. So it looks like the world's fucking falling apart, but it still can be put back together in a new way, you guys. So exciting. And so it's hard for me to talk about these things sometimes because like I always say, I'm like, I feel like a bit of a, an alien, right? Because everyone wants to pick a side and it's usually like kind of this or that. And it's so, it's so, it's, it's a strange way to feel and be in conversations. And so there's a part of me that's like, oh, this is going to feel a little uncomfortable with my weird way of seeing shit. So yeah, that's where I'm at. No, I love that perspective. (laughs) For me, I mean, with what's going on right now, and, and like I was telling you before, and like I don't want to necessarily make this whole topic up, well, politics and the uncertainty of that. It's about uncertainty of a lot of things that really play with our frequency and our human experience. But what I was really realizing this last year is like all these people that I look up to that we like quote and we think as spiritual, like, you know, gurus, like you look at like Gandhi and you look at like uh, Mandela. And you look at the Dalai Lama, they found their peace in great oppression. And yeah. they found their peace during very trying times in jail and being, you know, ostracized. And, you know, and I, I've really this last year learned that, like, I need to stop giving up my peace and my love during trying yeah. times. 
Like, you know, we have a saying in the program, a part of like, God is everything and God is nothing. And it doesn't mean that you have to necessarily believe in God, but like, if you believe in the power of the universe, it is everything or it is nothing. If you mm. believe that good will prevail, it's everything or it's nothing. So that's really what I've been focusing on, on this last year of my journey. And this really brought it to a crescendo this last week. So mm-hmm. I'm aware that the two women that are joining us are fantastic and smart. I was watching a little bit of their own podcast. They're amazing. So I can't, and like Sherry, like her voice last time, something about Sherry's voice that just lulls me. So I can't I wait know. to hear what they have to share. So this last couple of days, so what is your frequency like besides your whole alien experience? Have you felt any of that uncertainty <laughs> or has it been, if it's been kosher for you, that's awesome. And you know, any tips on getting more kosher? Well, Sometimes I think that the the universe brings things at just like the right time where you need, you really need that practice. So you really need that thing to support you. And the the thing that I've been telling you all the time is like, "Mm, I have like a really important purpose that I feel like I can't get distracted from. And I, and I need to like really be in service of showing up for other people. And so I happen to like start this more intentional morning practice, this different like journaling routine And it happened um, right around the same time at the beginning of this week when all of this was really kicking up. So I almost feel like I've been, um, even though it wasn't intentional to plan it that way, I've just been really hyper-focused on the things that get me excited and make me happy and what I'm here to do and the people that I'm here to serve. And I'm like, I'm just going to like live in that and do the best that I, I can do as a mom, as a coach and a friend and a wife and all the things. And so I don't know, but then there's that part of me, that little inner critic. that's like, that's shitty of you. Like you should feel guilty. You should be more angry and like, you should be worried and in fear. And so like, I wonder if anyone else has that, like where they feel at times that they should always be like down in like, uh, you know, maybe the place where other people are at, but I mean, I'm just going to name my experience, even if it does make me seem shitty I'm just gonna name it because I think someone probably feels like that well as your best friend I'm gonna tell you that's shitty for you feeling shitty for not feeling (laughs) shitty because that's that's ridiculous it's fucking ridiculous (laughs) like it's one thing if you like you're like oh all all your emotions are not valid you guys are so beneath me but that's not not the energy (laughs) you bring to this conversation for me I, I totally get what you mean about like For me, it's like once having a spiritual experience and I come from having a rock bottom and alcoholism where all this doesn't hit me like I know it would hit me if I hadn't had that experience. Mm -hmm. But for me, the oppression and watching the people I love around me really struggle to find their footing when they feel like they're being told their life isn't the same as someone else's and that their rights aren't as meaningful as other people's rights and the, their skin color cast a shade of inequality instantly the minute they're born. That really affects me watching people go through that. And yeah, it hits me in certain moments too. Like, fuck, you know, we just got the right to marry five years ago and I can lose that and I mm. can lose that opportunity. And for marriage isn't for everyone, but it's something that resonates within my heart and that might be gone for me again. And to, you know, watch my, my friends, my family of color, really, really struggle when they're being told that their hurts and their pains don't matter. 
that's what really helps me. And, and I know empaths feel that a lot. So I think that's yeah. what I really struggle with is that empath part where I suck up all that like hurt and all that mm. anger and it just drains you. But, you know, a couple of years ago, this experience would have enraged me. I definitely would have been blackout drunk by now. So, but I, I, I love that you're not letting it tarnish your love and your joy. And I want to learn from you. And well, I think I just realized that because I have two kids, one that turned one this week and a three-year-old that like, I have a really hard time. Like I always say, like taking a shit by myself and getting a thought to myself. And so to be like real here, it's kind of like (laughs) my life is like constantly like, Oh, put that down. Like, stop. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go work. Like, okay, I'm going to be back. So I think in, in some ways, like maybe it's good that I have a distraction of these beautiful little joy filled beings (laughs) to like, just like focus on loving them. And I think that that's just a part, right. That like of, what's going on too, but it's can like, I, it's, can I, uh, can I make a request for next season? <laughs> I can already you, know it's going to be, can you yeah. find another <laughs> analogy for your lack of time other than you taking <laughs> shit. And can you not send me videos of you having that experience? That takes away my peace and love. Well, anyway. for the sake, like we, we want to talk on this podcast. Like we talk to each other in real life. And sometimes I become aware that other people are listening to us talking and then I feel really awkward, but then, I mean, I'm trying to lean into it as best as I can because I I don't want to be like, yeah, you know, um, sometimes when I'm, you know, trying to have a moment to my, myself, you know, like, and be like proper. And it's just like, can we just be real of what our life is like and how we talk to each other. No, I don't so, yeah. care about that. I love having these conversations with you, but I instantly get the visual. And for mm-hmm. me, you mm-hmm. taking that shit doesn't come out smooth. Anyways, can you put up all right? All can right. you put okay. up Carl's? Can you put up Carl's comment real quick? Because yeah, Carl just cracks me up. This? <laughs> yeah, we vibrate higher without the toxins in our body. So all right, all right. You taking a shit is very important. I get it. I understand it. Is that what he's saying? It's related to. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, let's see. Yeah, it sounds like um, <laughs> Lamont's telling us to lean in. He loves how far you've come. Yeah, in your journey, he's seen it. Hi, Andy. Okay, so we want to hear your wins like we're gonna pull in our guests in just a moment but if there's something that you're doing that's really working for you if you're struggling with something like let's just have a conversation be open here we have two other coaches we have sherry and barty that are joining us in a next moment or so but we're gonna have just a really honest conversation about how do we navigate uncertainty in all the different aspects of life? And I would bet that a lot of you, if it's heightened outside of you, that there's probably other things that feel kind of uncertain. Cause I think once we're tuned to that energy, then we start to feel uncertain in a lot of things. So is it showing up in other places in your life? Is it showing up in your career? Well, I guess possibly with the pandemic or in your relationship. So just share with us like your wisdom here. Um, but I'm going to pull them in cause I feel like they're going to help focus and kind of ground this conversation because otherwise you and I we we tend to float away that's why we need guests so that they they tend to they help us focus in so I'm gonna invite both of both of them in let me just change our little 
configuration. Hello, how are you? Hello. Good. <laughs> I'm loving the chaotic energy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our live. <laughs> yeah. I would love for you both just to talk a little bit about your podcast because I know that we Sherry connected with you and we're loving that you also go into the taboo and some of the things that make people uncomfortable to talk about. So tell people a little bit about your podcast and and who both of you are as well before we dive in. Sure. Um, So uh, Bharti was actually an assistant at one of my first coaching classes and we connected there and have just sort of stayed in touch. And what was that? was that this year just or last year? I don't know. At some point we were having a conversation and she said, I really want to do a podcast and I think I want to do it with you. And I was like, hell yeah, sign me up. I'm in, <laughs> I don't know what it's about, but I'm in, let's do it. Um, and it really started around taboo topics and things that we weren't allowed to talk about aloud. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's quite a wide range of topics. You know? mm-hmm. so, Such as? Such as some of your favorite ta- taboo topics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I think trauma and grief are like throughout our podcast. I know that James, you mentioned you've listened to it. So um I think trauma is a recurring theme that keeps coming up and grief is a recurring theme. We don't take the time that we need to grieve. Mm. Um, and we don't take the time that we need to like heal from our trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'd say those two. And then I think another one that we've sort of hit on a little or really resonated not only for us, but for our listeners, uh, we talked about being children of immigrants. Um, we talk about South Asian and, and all people of color, like representation um, in the media, in politics, <laughs> in DC, um, you know, and just what how powerful that can be. So I think we also take sort of a social justice lens to all of our work and all the things that we're talking about um, along with, you know, the, the sort of common thread across all of it is you can probably pull bits of trauma and bits of grief, no matter what you're talking about um, because it's actually very much in the water. and, And I love that you do. I was actually speaking to someone close to me about, their own process of trauma and grief. And I feel like women especially are, are told not to, you know, really be vocal or vulnerable mm-hmm. with their trauma and grief. So I love that you tackle that because I watch women that I deal with on a day to day, they feel like they have to bottle it up or they become the hysterical woman. So yeah. I love you guys dive into that. Can I just ask you real quick before we dive into the topic, how are you both feeling this last week, especially these last couple of days with everything going on? Party, you go. <laughs> yeah. So I was sharing with uh, Sherry earlier that um, I was really like, just like you, Ashley. I was following my practice. I was meeting with my meditation group every evening. I, like I was doing really well, and then I think I hit a point on, on Thursday where I was just like oh my gosh, what is happening? Why can't they just call this election already? And like, all was lost. So um, (laughs) It's funny because I went to reverse. Like we we recorded an episode on Tuesday and Barthi was all like, I'm going to go meditate. I'm cool. And I was like, whew, 
girl, good for you. Like I was <laughs> and then but sometime after that, I was like, all right, I mean, literally everything is out of my hands. I can't, there's no one to yeah. talk, like nothing we can do. So I had some relief and then it was a little bit of stress of like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Even though I, mm. I was trying to avoid the internet and I t- totally failed. Um, but yeah, I think right now in this moment, it's, it's optimistic and also still hanging on, still waiting yeah. to like get real confirmation and get real, um, real relief. And I don't know if that's even going to happen for me until January, you know, right. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, but you know, I, I have to remind myself that everything's gonna be all right. You know, with this particular mm. situation, we went through four years of it. Everything's gonna be all right. And the place I personally go with this particular situation, I don't want to like beat a drum if everyone's tired of hearing it. But with this particular situation, I have to remember that I can be happy and find peace even in a dictatorship. And I'm not necessarily going to the extreme and saying that our current president is a dictator. I know everyone has different feelings about that, but I have to remind myself, even under a dictatorship, under even even under iron law, people find a way to do it. And I need mm. to stretch my my spiritual growth and my spiritual trust and faith to meet whatever obstacles mm. come my my way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And you know, I, I agree with you, James. I think that that's that's the key, right? Um, even at the start of the pandemic, I, I remember, you know, feeling like, oh, we have no control over anything. And I remember Sherry saying, like, we've never had any control over anything. <laughs> and and it's so true. We've never had, it's like this false sense of control. And mm. that's what makes us feel we have certainty. And None of that is true. All of that is fake. And if we just focus on, you know, really whatever spirituality means for you, tapping into that and it'll work out. I think the other way to look at it might be even perspectives (laughs) in the sense of like well beyond us as our lives, well beyond humans as a species (laughs) and well Mm -hmm. beyond like, right, every everything will be fine in the sense of the earth will be fine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like there's some level of when I get perspective, when I think how big the, the universe is, how little like how we are, <laughs> we are, uh, it, it gives me a little perspective. And, and I absolutely agree. Uh, and, you know, cause in recovery, someone might, you know, not to try to reveal too much about the program part of it, my grand sponsor brought forth this poet by Emmett Fox about back in another time when they're going through big political discord and all kinds of things. And it was, uh, it was talking about the captain on the bridge and how the universe like, you know, has gone through huge explosions before we go through huge explosions after us. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we are like a little tiny ping in the, the, the whole seat of the universe. And then even talking to like Solange before she's talking about, they have great upheaval in their own country right now, but for us, we're everything and we're the center of the universe. And it is really important to take that, that big zoom back and realize we're just a small little dot in this universe. So thank you for giving me that perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, the other piece that came up, you know, hello, coronavirus uncertainty, right. <laughs> earlier this year. Uh, and I think I mentioned this last time on when we spoke was um, Barthi's, uh framing of, 
you can take this destructive energy and and re- and take it with intention and say, okay, how do I intentionally destroy, intentionally recreate something? So this idea of we have possibility right. now. Uncertainty brings possibility, brings it it's it is what actually what you were saying where it's a little bit like it's strange to say that when other people are truly they are hurting, they are dying right. literally, and we can acknowledge that and I don't want to minimize that for anybody. Yeah. Um and you know, the the word apocalypse means um revealing, if I remember correctly. Like it it it's an unveiling, I think that's the word, and it's Lots has lots have been unveiled, and so what do we want to do with that? You know, yeah, yeah. What do we want to create from that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do think the other side of it, and actually, I'm not. If you want to jump in here, I'm not meaning to like over talk any of your space, but I think it's the okay, other side of it for you, at, you know, that you tackle being women of color is the great rise of especially women and women of color that came to the call of whatever this is, this great political upheaval, this great awakening. What are your thoughts on that? Especially, you know, like the squad and I kind of, I don't know why I like, I get icky with that term for those women, but like the squad and uh, women of color, the like the mass amount of LGBTQ uh, rose to the challenge. What are you are thinking on that? Is it awakening? Is it because they rose to the challenge? And how did that make you feel to see these women step forward? I want to say they've always been there, right? Mm-hmm. I think we owe Black women a lot, especially. Yeah. Um, and I think this election, Stacey Abrams is is especially That's- being mm-hmm. recognized. Um, so I think that they've been there. And again, things people are sort of realizing that is how I look at it is like we need to be supporting the people that got us here, you know, mm-hmm. that have led the charge and done the work um, and join with them and follow their leadership. That's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah. Same. I, I wholeheartedly agree. They've always been there and they have always done the work. Um and I think it's just sad that it's all, you know, now we're able to see all of that um, come to fruition. Um, but how does it make me feel? Oh my God, I'm so excited. Like to see, uh, you know, to see the squad get bigger. I was so <laughs> excited. Um, I was so happy when Cori Bush got nom- uh, elected. And um, to see Stacey Abrams, what she has done in Georgia, mm-hmm. wow! And yeah. then, and then we have Auntie Kamala. <laughs> like <laughs> she is like gonna be in the White House soon. Yeah, I think that's a. <laughs> we were just talking about this. I am still like, as I start to open up to like this really being real, like whoa, whoa! I haven't even had time or space to think about wow, there there's, might be a woman of color in the White House, right, as, yeah. as the vice president. And Kamala Harris has lots of questionable things in her history and her political yeah. record. But all of that aside, that's important. And let's also just honor, like, that's really, really important that she's present there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel great. I think that's what I get excited about, too, because I don't really feel um, – 
connected that much to Biden, but I'm just like, well, what are our options here? And I think a lot of people feel like that. And I think most of politics, I feel like our political system is just kind of a fucking mess in general, but I get so excited. And like, I I think that um, a part of me like thinks that something might go down where she now is like the one that steps in as president, call it the intuitive psychic in me. Uh, Marty, I don't know if you know that I um, tune in and I do readings and things like that. Yeah, but um, (laughs) I there's a lot of different things that I see. And part of it is like that I don't think that it ends up just in December because people are like, oh, I just want 2020 just to be done. And then we start anew. And I'm just like, I think that this will be going on for longer and that it gets a little bit weirder. It doesn't mean that. the election is not going to go the way that we're wanting it to go. But I just feel like that there's more systems that have to fall and a little bit more of that energy of chaos and destruction. So I think this is a really good time for us to have this conversation about, okay, so what if something else comes up this year? 2020 is not over. Like, what do we, what do we do with that? What are we learning about ourselves from how the rest of this year has gone? And, and how do we take that? Just how both of you are talking about, what do we want to create from that or strengthen in ourselves so that no matter what is going on, like we actually show up in our, our full um, kind of best energy of what we came here to do, because I do believe that, those of us that are here that are listening to something like this, that we're here for a reason that we came here for a reason. And I think that that's the thing that, that I see is that there's been so many people this last year that have been pushed and shoved into a corner that they started to be like, I will not, I I will not take this anymore. Um, This, this has gotten to the point where I won't, will say no, and I'm going to rise up. I'm going to share my gifts. And I do see people, I think both of you are saying, yeah, we've always been here. And I see others that, that there's a strengthening in their energy or their voice to like, okay, well, I'm going to write a book, like, or I'm going to start my coaching business finally, or, or I'm going to, I'm going to niche down. I'm going to support women of color specifically and not, not try to please everybody. So I think that there's, um, there's been, just a lot that's come uh, from that energy as well that have amped people up. So I don't know, has it given you guys like a little bit of extra boost? Was it something that made you maybe finally start the podcast that you've been wanting to start? Anything like that? Um, I think, I mean, maybe energetically that was happening in the universe and I picked up on it and Sherry picked mm-hmm. up on it too. And we, we did this. Um. I, I think I got to a point in my life in general where I was just like, what? Like that person has a podcast. Like <laughs> uh, I can totally have a podcast. <laughs> and, 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 you know, um, and, and that's where, you know, that, that's how it started. Um, totally. Yeah. I, I really think that I do agree with you, Ashley, that I think that there is definitely like this collective energy that's happening. And the more that continues, the more we're going to start seeing people um, take charge of their themselves and do really create great things in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the collective energy is... Is that awakening that has, mm-hmm. I think, 
that <laughs> it's hard to say this, but a silver lining of the past four years has been right the the unveiling the the yeah. people stepping up to the plate, the people, even if it is just one thing that shifts in their life, you know that that changes how they exist in the world and who they interact mm. with and how they interact with them that that's all really important um, and I think that. I guess I want to include like the, the words peace and love here mm-hmm. as well. And thinking about these mm-hmm. things that have happened over the past four years um, are a form of peace and love. And like yeah. all of the, that's peace. That's like pursuing peace and pursuing love to, to stand up, right. To, mm-hmm. to rise up, right. Peace and love doesn't have to just be sort of, zen or you know or very like uh hearts and rainbows you know that love can look um angry mm, love yes. and peace uh, can be angry you know and uh, i want to like broaden the definition of peace and love yeah, yeah. i yeah. think we, we absolutely needed to get rocked i think this is totally the i think mm. you know i'm i'm so sorry for the people that have ended their life journey due to the coronavirus, I am so sorry for the financial strain it's put on people. But Ashley and I talked about this months ago. It is part of the Great Awakening. Are -hmm. you valuing your life? Do you value your life? Do you value your freedom? And then I think with this political upheaval, no matter what side of the aisle you may be on, I think it's kind of clear what side most of us are on. But how much are you engaged? And, -hmm. you know, like I think for minorities, it's like how much are you going to sit down? Are you going to keep sitting down? It's And I think that, you know, we shouldn't, and I know this is going to sound horrible, expect for things to quiet down in the year or years to come because the universe on the, the universe is on a roll. And, yeah. you know, you got to either trust that you're going to be all right, because if you start ringing that bell of like pain and sorrow and self-pity, that's all the mm-hmm. universe hears is that bell being rang. So I think that the universe is on a roll and it's going to gain more and more momentum before we do get to a place of solidarity or, you know, the great thought of ascension. So I don't think we should expect peace. And I'm, you know, I don't love that coronavirus happened. I don't love this political upheaval, but what's on the other side needed mm-hmm. to happen and has been waiting for decades to happen. Mm-hmm. So I am kind of excited in a sick kind of way, I guess. Yeah. It's a complicated place to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, Sherry, 100%. It's a complicated place to be, but I also, I'm with you that it needed to happen. We needed to have the current administration in the presidency mm-hmm. in order for us to see what was happening in our government. Mm-hmm. That's the only way we were able to change who was running in the House and who's running in the Senate. Um, so we needed all of that. I think... Mm-hmm. I want to caveat that with like, we do need that. And I think we, especially if you hold power at all in your station in life, which we all do, um, that those with the most power definitely are the ones that needed to be awoken to it. Mm -hmm. And so just wanting to like, there are many people who have been, have lived through it. Right. And so that's, that's a different experience. And I I think the other piece is um, that, there's this huge potential, right? And I like the language of um, the of active hope mm-hmm. and that framework. And it talks about the great turning. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't 
define which direction the turn goes, right? It just says right. there is a great turning and we still have to work at it. It's it's not, social progress is not uh, predetermined. It's not an eventuality or we have to work at it. And so I like the idea of like, we all have the ability to jump in and help turn in that direction. Mm-hmm. And we have to, we have to in order to get there. And that if we don't, then it could turn in a different direction and we're all fighting for maybe different directions, but we need to, to be talking and, and working together to try and get that turning to happen in our direction and faster. Well, I, I do want to say that that comes for personal as well. You know, mm-hmm. the, the social aspects, like I love that you tapped on like meditation earlier. Like we have to find that vi- that vibrancy within us and hold mm-hmm. on to it. So what are some of your tools that have gotten you through like this big political upheaval, personal mm-hmm. upheavals? Like what's really pulling you to the next frequency on this journey? Um, For me, um, it really has been um, a lot of meditation <laughs> um, and different types of meditation. I don't just use um, like, I don't just follow, sorry, if you can hear that, I apologize. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so different types of meditation. Um, I also do this workout. Um, it's, it's called Intensati. Uh, that also helps. Um, the main thing, and we talk about this quite a bit on our podcast, is taking, like, just pausing and just checking in with your this is very CTI driven, right? Like mm-hmm. check in with your body, right? What is happening? Um, oh, what's that sensation I have? And just dig into that. Like, well, why am I feeling that way? Or, you know, what's causing me to feel that way? And yeah. and just really digging into that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's feeling your feelings, the actual mm-hmm. work of feeling your feelings, mm-hmm. uh, literally sensorily feeling your feelings um, to help process. I will just say I have a lot of practices and they've fallen apart and then they've come back <laughs> together again and they've fallen apart. So like, uh, I'm definitely not a, a there's no perfection here in that realm. Um, But I've tried meditation. I try yoga, um, journaling, uh, social connection has been really powerful creation. Like I just picked up some cross stitch the other day that I haven't touched in 20 years, you know, that sort of um, making something with your hands and ultimately like nature being out around trees, especially now in the fall, it's gorgeous. Um, and I think what it is, is like, I have a tool belt of a variety mm-hmm. of practices and I'm, I'm getting okay with like, I don't have to do yoga every day for that to be true. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I'm doing something, if I'm choosing meditation one day, if I'm doing art one day, if I'm talking to a friend, those are the practices <clears throat> that I feel like as long as I'm doing something to move me forward, that I can, to move those feelings through, then, then that that's good. <laughs> but if, um, I don't know if this is anybody else, but I have a lot of like inner t- tendencies to be like, you got to have a routine. You got to do this for 15 minutes, you know, and X, Y, Z checklist of self-care, which then becomes work. <laughs> and mm-hmm. It's not self-care. So tr- I would, um, say what I've learned is in holding uncertainty is one to just be okay with that and let yourself feel the feelings that go with that which is for me fear grief all of it comes up 
and then and then moving the motions through through whatever practices work for you at any given moment and having that toolbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just going to ask you to pull that up. Get out of my head, Ashley. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, Ashley just pulled a comment from Carl. It said, for me, it's my faith that keeps me strong more than anything. And that is the really trippy thing about, and I don't know if you ladies relate to this or if you have other thoughts on it. This last year has really strengthened my faith. And I come from being a very agnostic man before getting into recovery this last year. And I feel like a lot of people have lost faith. But for me, it really strengthened my faith. You know, I was telling uh, Ashley the other day, and I wrote about this briefly on Facebook, like, you know, I have this thing where I ask the universe to show me signs all the time. Mm -hmm. And my sign are wild parrots. And whenever I've been really out of tune, really feeling like a lack of God, which is really a lack of me connecting to God, I asked to see wild parrots. And, you know, come Wednesday, I was like on the verge of tears. And I'm not a, I'm not a big crier, even though I'm a big gay man. I'm not a crier. And I was walking outside and I was really just praying to the universe for a sign. And I, I looked up and there was a pack of wild parrots flying over wow. me. And they sat in the tree and they stared at me and they observed me. And I observed them and it really was the shift because I'm going to be honest, Wednesday morning, I was like, oh my God, I need to get the hell out of this country. And what am I doing here? And democracy is broken. But like, it was really that faith that brought me back. So I don't know if that resonates with you for either finding further faith or losing a little of faith this last year. I think I found it. Um, I think over and over, I kept finding it. Um, that's not to say that I haven't lost it along the way. I mean, clearly I woke up on Thursday and something snapped, right? <laughs> and I was just like, what's taking so long? And I was completely freaking out. Um, but yeah, I, I think that over this past year, especially, and just over time in general, um, it, it has definitely gotten a lot stronger. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it's definitely gotten stronger in the sense of like connecting with ancestors, mm-hmm. connecting with nature, um, really reconnecting with Buddhism and meditation. Um, I haven't done like intense study, but I know that it aligns as much as it aligns with, you know, my values and how I think about the world. And I think that um, there's a book by Pema Chodron called When Things Fall Apart. Mm-hmm that has come to me over and over again in many times of my life. And it it was another one that returned this year, um, just full of wisdom. Um, And she's a Buddhist monk. Um, And I I think it's whatever you want to call your faith, whatever it is that holds you um, to, to look beyond the day to day and look beyond and know that things are going to work out and things are going to be okay. Whatever that is. I feel like that came to me, you know, um, again, Mm. of like trusting, trusting, you know, in, in us, even in humans to do Mm. the right thing in relationship. That's so fucking hard to do sometimes. (laughs) It's extra hard to do this year. Yeah. It's super hard. Yeah, but I find when you do trust it, it is returned to you. Ashley, I wanted to ask you real quick, and I don't know if either one of you have children, but Ashley, like for you, 
this uncertainty in raising two small children, especially Sage, who just turned one the other day, my little baby, like, does it hit you differently thinking about them versus your own personal experience, everything mm -hmm. that's going on? It's complicated because there's different aspects of the energy that I tune into, different perspectives on it. Um, I do, I feel like I've already known that I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like the thing that I would always hear one of my spiritual teachers talking about of like this sort of big shift that happens that like all of us healers came back for. And I remember I'm like, oh, this is it. And so it's like, I already know that like things are fine. And so I don't like, I'll start to go down that alley. <laughs> and I'm just like, there's certain things that um, they get a little weird or dark. I mean, honestly, I think I just really, I mean, we watch um, very child directed YouTube for the most part and have a lot of <laughs> things for them on that are just you know silly things and so that's probably helpful but I, I just try not to yeah. go down those if it's like a fear rabbit hole and I feel um like I'm starting to get in a place where I can't be um like show up for my kids myself the people around me that I'm like okay then this probably isn't for me right now I, I don't mm -hmm. fully ignore it I mean I've, I've been in therapy the last three months along with having two coaches so I've been doing a lot of feeling into things a lot of emotional things but I think that um there's aspects of it that I become aware of but ultimately I think how like Carl and how all of you have been saying like I already know that things are fine I'm just mm -hmm. I, I just feel that reality already being there but James, like, just like your tattoo of like the Phoenix, like rising from the frames, it's like, this stuff has to crumble before we can put the pieces back together in a new way. Yeah. And I've been in a bit of that process on a personal level this year. And, um, and I think a lot of people have like a lot of the coaches and healers I've seen, I've seen sort of these, um, personal kind of like alarm clocks going off that people are either stepping into their gifts, or they are, uh, stepping into them in a much bigger way of being mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to really do this. I'm going to really be her now, like the woman that mm -hmm. I came here to be or James for you, the man that I came here to be. And it's like, I think about that and, and how many of the amazing coaches and healers that I see around me. And I just get excited because I actually realize that they are going to live in a much different world than I lived in. And Thank God, like, especially for Sage, like, be, I, I definitely connect with things differently for her. I feel mm -hmm. a slightly more protective, um, sheltering energy with her as a woman. And um, I just think that, thank goodness that it's not going to be the same place. I think that if these changes yeah. weren't happening, I would be in a much, if it was more like, oh, business as usual, I actually feel like it, it would be a little bit more uh, worrisome. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like I sometimes I feel like a one note pony or whatever you would call it because I'm just like I see it this way and I think that it it's so simplistic sometimes that I don't know it feels very different like I I almost feel like a little bit of a like when you get fiery and stuff like that I don't know if it's my capacity as a mom that I like only have so much mental energy and time to be there or if it's like me being slightly uh, kind of different. I just have always been sort of the one that feels a little bit different. Um, 
and a bit alien in things. And so I'm like, maybe it's it's just my (laughs) weird way of seeing the world. I'm like, I tend, and I, but I feel like you guys might feel like this as well, that sometimes like we're in this very dualistic energy often. Like, I feel like that's sort of like living on earth and being human. And I feel like it's such a, um, a more, there's so much more contrast right now with things. It's so much more intense. And I think that without realizing it sometimes I, and I, I am, if anything, I'm like overly, I'm not trying to say like, Oh, I'm just saying all the time. Cause I'm, I'm not I, like things. There's chaos in, in different ways, but I guess I just want to give people uh, a realistic view of what mm-hmm. goes on in my world and inside my head. And I don't want to show up just being like, this is what I know that pe- that's going to make me look good or look like a smart person. Um, but yeah, it feels a little awkward because I, I feel like sometimes showing up to these conversations that I am relating into it in such a different way that it feels almost wrong. So I yeah, <laughs> I, that resonates a lot. Like um, it is, it, it is such a weird thing where because we're in this human body but then we're also one you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's this illusion of separation but it's yeah. not really there yeah. so just like flip-flopping through that throughout the day even yeah <clears throat> another thought was you know being a mom I'm not a mom I don't have children but being a mom you are doing the work right mm-hmm. in that like what you are are being is that center of calm, that center of Zen of knowing and what you're providing for your children in that is is exactly where you should be, right? That mm. makes so much sense. Um, so yeah, I guess I just wanted to to reassure you there that, that that's Thank that's you. right. That's right. I needed that right. today. I feel like all vulnerable <laughs> well, talking about this. Well, actually, actually, when it comes to like this particular particular uncertainty, like the last mm-hmm. few days and political charged issues, you yourself always point out where each just play different roles in this experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel for, you know, myself as a minority and for these women, like, you know, we've been beckoned to do certain different actions during this time, you know, and you are meant to be the calm port. You are meant to be the one that grounds and really teaches children serenity. And I feel like, you know, before I got sober, I was very politically active. I let it actually eat me up. It became toxic where I was so involved. I became resentful at the world around me. I didn't trust the world around me. And then I went on my spiritual journey. And this time around, it's certainly not eating me up, but I have been called back to it because there's mm-hmm. certain, certain fights that certain people must arise for. And this comes in our personal lives as well, you know, and in certain relationships or at work. So actually you're being exactly what you were meant to be at this moment. And I just feel that, you know, if you are fired up about that, you shouldn't feel shame about that either because you've been Mm -hmm. called forth by the universe. You know, like we Mm -hmm. just named all these courageous women. They were called forth by the universe. And just like the two of you are, and actually your role is to actually did the most amazing thing on Tuesday night. She just sent me a text and said, how can I be here for you today? Mm. You know, how can I best show up for you? And that meant the world to me. So you are like any of you like listening or anything like that. Like there's a lot of people meant to be the port. There's a lot mm. of people meant to be the warriors. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. meant to be the healers. There's some people that are meant to be the safe houses. We're all supposed to play our role. And I think we all come to it correctly. if We don't come with hate or greed. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're not doing that, we're all showing up correctly and we're all doing the best we can. Yeah. Um, I, 
Go ahead, babe. I'm curious how all of you see your role. So I guess in like coach speak, we would call it like our purpose and the impact that we're having. Um, because I do totally believe that everybody has their part of it. And so how, how are you seeing your, your role in this as it relates to, I guess, what's unfolded this year and right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I see my work very much in the context of helping those that are marginalized to like live their full life. And that doesn't ignore the realities of like being marginalized in this world, but that specifically taking a risk to be who you are, whether that's, you know, mm-hmm. being, uh, living the career that you want to go live into. If you want to bring a book, if you want to write a book and some new art project into the world, bring that. We need that. If you want to start a business, start that, do it. And it is this world of like risk and uncertainty and, and it's greater for those that are marginalized. And so wanting to like help people in that place, take the risk, like do it, figure out what we need to do to give you the support to actually make that leap. That that's, that's how I see my work tying into this unfolding is mm. whatever is emerging, like helping that come out. Like I call myself an idea doula, like having that birth out into the world, you know, because those are the things we need in the world and that have been sort of mm-hmm. um, tamped down. Mm-hmm. And I want to see them amplified and like really thriving out in the world. Yeah. For me, it's, you know, slightly different. Um, the, the work that I'm doing is bringing the tools and the coach, the coaching tools specifically into organizations and communities that haven't had access to it before. Um, and within organizations, it's really important because if people are happy at within the organization, they are serving their people better and mm-hmm. they're serving their customers better. And it's not about just the bottom line. It, for far mm-hmm. too long, it's just been about the bottom line. We need to change that. Um, and then the second piece is into communities that haven't had access to it. It's not necessarily um, always marginalized communities. It could be within communities that just didn't know that there's three levels of listening or you can ask thoughtful questions and powerful questions versus like getting into it with your family members or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I think that a lot of people don't realize that aren't from the coaching community, that it's really about expanding consciousness Mm -hmm. and like being able to take a step back and be in choice around things. And um, I think that it's so important that coaching is everywhere, especially right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm really appreciative. I was like looking at your page before this just to see the work that you're doing because it's like we need we need people everywhere working on every little piece so that it can all change. Just like you were saying with your metaphor. So I just get so excited. Um I'm curious actually James how to hear from you because I don't think you think about this kind of stuff as in depth as us coaches do that like ponder (laughs) questions. no, I, I think that you got to realize that there's my my world of recovery is another form of coaching. 
And mm, for me, I it's very, that. very, very important that I, for me personally, my journey, and I've really come to realize these last few years is to show that, and it's going to sound like I'm very, being very niche about it, but that a gay man can come up and get sober and still be him full, his full self and still be his full personality and can fight for equal rights without losing his harmony mm-hmm. and also be prosperous in that journey and not, you know, forego having a nice, beautiful, full life. And that mm-hmm. to me, that's very, very important. And I, I was actually towards the back end of their surrender experiment, um, Michael yeah. Singer's book. And I never realized that the man was arrested, you know, and, and Michael Singer. I was wondering if you got to that part yet. <laughs> and, and, and I hit it today. For those of you not familiar with Michael Singer, I'm sure both of you are, but he's the writer of The Untethered Soul, which is a huge book. And The Surrender Experiment is his own personal journey, finding the how to be in the seat and really how to write that beautiful book. And in part of it, he gets arrested by the FBI for, you know, white collar crimes. And in it, he's writing about how he just observed the whole thing and how mm-hmm. he just was being fingerprinted and all these charges are coming up against him and how it didn't hit him. It didn't hit him in the negative way. It didn't pull him or drag him. And I feel that's really my role in this as I recover from alcoholism, from addiction, from abuse to find that within myself to teach to other gay men and women and anyone that pretty much wants to listen. So I feel my role and I'm really trying to step into it. And, and times like this during the Great Awakening, it's like you either show up or you realize yeah. you're not showing up. So that's currently awesome. where I'm at. Well, I feel like I always like to drive home to you that like I see you stepping onto like stages and releasing your book. And like I see this for you in like such bigger and bigger ways. So I just every time you bring this up, I just have to like remind you of how I see you and that I feel like it's such a, it's so many more people than I think that you're connected with. And just by, by the way, Ashley and I, when we're going to have guests on, we are big creepers. And I was <laughs> creeping on both of you after you took my friend request. And what you're doing is amazing in your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I think right now, especially it's about empowering one another and not just minority and empowering minority. Like, Ashley, like, you have so much power because you're not, quote, unquote, a minority. You really empower people that are, quote, unquote, different to not feel so different. And so I appreciate you greatly for that. And I think that's what this can bring forth is really the push to to really highlight one another's beauty and talents. And I'm hoping the rest of the world is going to rise along with us. Yeah, I think that that's that – we've all been conditioned that things that fit within this certain box are normal. Mm-hmm. And – I'm pretty fucking weird, like all in all. And, you know, even with FM coaches or, you know, I feel like I'm, I feel like the different one and I do want for people to be more weird and to worry less about what they were conditioned to be. And so I feel like that's why I lean into the taboo and um, the things that maybe we were told not to look at because it's like, hmm, well, maybe there's more power there. Like, oh, we can we can find our own answers. We can tune in. We'll have to let people around us define it. And so I, yeah, I feel like I'm just really into that. And personally, I, I think it's about actually honoring the divine feminine gifts because in business, we were all oh, yeah. to do things like men and all yes. of the feminine gifts, like intuition. We're not given a seat at the table. So 
I am really on a mission right now to get loud about that and to remind yes. women especially to to remember those parts um, and the weird parts too, of course. Um, <laughs> so can you tell people how to stay connected with you, how to go and subscribe to your podcast as well? Yes. Yes. So it's uh, Unfolding Sharp Corners. Um, I think anywhere where you listen to podcasts, you can find it. Um, Spotify, Apple, Google, what have you. Um, and then we have an Instagram page where everything is linked for you right there as well. And it's just Unfolding Sharp Corners. Unfolding Sharp Corners. Thank you yeah. so much. And can people find your personal websites as well if they go to your Instagram? Oh, yeah. They'll find – yeah, we are linked on our Instagram as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You make it sound so weird. Can they find your OnlyFans? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you both for spending the evening with us you both thank are dynamic you. and i hope you guys will join thank us you. again like yes love to and we could have you guys over in our podcast yeah. I, I would love that i would love that ladies love that yeah wonderful yeah thank, well, thank you both thank you right, thank you so much hello hi hi <laughs> Can before we close up, I want to kind of bring up a comment that Carl threw up. Um, not threw up, but he wrote in one of the comments. They yeah. they use the elements one. That's just it really resonated with me, and I kind of just want to close with that because it, it just made me smile the and feel elements. Great. Yeah. So Carl wrote, oh, "Yeah, use the elements to heal you. Allow the wind." "Quote unquote air to blow, healing you on from Earth. Our planets are magic. The whole process is amazing. So just tap into the elements and allow the magic to flow. Mm. I just I love the way that sounds, and it just resonates and hits in the right way. And again, I, I want to thank you for being your amazing self in such small ways. And I think that's why, besides the fact you're a gay man stuck in a woman with huge breasts <laughs> body, like I think that's why." So many people are drawn to you because you you just see the magic in everyone. And I just really felt it during this whole election process where it felt like, oh, God, the whole world's turning on us again. And homos are going to be like in concentration camps. And what's going to happen to, you know, my color brothers and sisters? You just bring that grounding energy. And I'm very, very thankful you are my best friend and my twin flame on this journey. Well, I love you. And I want you to know that. There's times where I feel like in like family text threads where I've kind of like, there's times where I just kind of shy away from them and the, because they'll be like, what's everybody feeling? How is everybody doing? And oftentimes I just kind of ignore it and I just let them have the conversations. But today I was like, great. I just journaled. I I'd set some intentions for the day. And I just find that like when I align my energy everything just feels so much better. And like, I just showed up like that, even though typically I'm just like, uh, I'm, I'm the, the spiritual sheep. You know what I mean? I'm like, I feel like a little bit of that. I'm sure like a lot of people listening, like the kind of, they're the rebel and misfit of their family unit. Right. I think that's pretty relatable, but I just was like, whatever. 
I'm going to tell them. And then they chimed in and they're like, yeah, I have my family. So I'm grateful. Yeah, me too. I'm just glad my family is like happy and healthy. And so I think that I'm like, man, I should, I'm meant to be the different one. I'm meant to be, I am meant to own that role and away from it. And so I just noticed a different aspect of where I was maybe um, just kind of fading into the background. And so I think that's why I was really just trying to show up as real as possible. Girl, you get to be the different one. You get to live that other experience. So I got to remember that, you know, my uniqueness and my quote unquote minority is a beautiful fucking gift. And I get to see it. It is, but it's awkward sometimes. And so there's times where it's just like, (sighs) I wonder if life would be easier if I was just like a normal a normal person that just did like normal people things and had had normal. Okay, now you're, now you're sounding a little you're sounding a little Kim Kardashian over here. Like I just wonder how it'd be less beautiful. No, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. I'm like, okay, universe. So I have to have tarot cards and like have this weird personality and sort of see things different than everybody. And it's like I know it's such a gift, but I feel like just like being an empath, there's times where that feels challenging. It feels challenging to step into all of it. And it's been such a fucking tornado to be like, and there's more, like there's more for me to step into and get comfortable with because it's like, ultimately I think human beings, we have this tribal element in us and this survival mechanism as a tribal people. And so there's that, inner terror that sometimes gets set off within you when you think differently than people when you seem differently and I know that you have felt you've been different right your entire life and all of you that are listening you've been different that's why you're you're a spiritual rebel in the midst of it like us but there's times where it just feels you're you just are feeling it a little bit more and you you know that you're out of your comfort zone and you're just trying to show up and just like be you, but I just have to like name that uncomfortableness because that's that's part of my reality right now, you know? Well, I wanna can you throw up real quick what Solange wrote? She wonders how life would be not being <laughs> <earlier>. <laughs> Okay, because I am. I know this isn't our topic, but I'm reading a book about alien And of course, like, I will look back at our guests and I've talked to both of our guests. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Both to River and Ashley are since this whole talk because they were talking about like alien hybrids. And I'm just like, yeah, I feel like it, it even confirms. I'm just like, I think we're all alien hybrids, by the way. So before you'd be like, this bitch like I think we're all alien hybrids and that's the whole thing with the missing link and why we didn't go from Neanderthal to just like human beings but that somebody tampered with some DNA and and I think that that's something that we can actually tune into and find a scientific element to and I think that there's different people that um as it calls it in this book I know I'm going way off topic but it. Um, yeah, it talks about them being the the bridges. And I, I think I've told you that I feel like there's going to be a lot of disclosure and that part of this great awakening is us realizing those that aren't already aware that there are more beyond this universe. I think it's really going to fucking bring humans together when they're just like, oh, shit, like, I guess we are all the same 
race. And I'm not going to really worried about like what color skin color uh, he has or she has. But <laughs> I realized that like, uh, there's a lot of other things and beings out there. So you, you know, you're speaking my language right now, girl. You are speaking my language, but now I just got this image of you all freaking stones calling River. Hey, River, do you, do you think <laughs> I'm an alien hybrid too? Because I'm pretty sure I am and you are. So that's my favorite images of you, stones. But I, again, I love you. Thank you for are, showing Are you trying it. to wrap things up right now? Well, we're yeah. over an hour, girl. We're over an hour. I know, but I didn't get to talk to you yesterday. And sometimes I need, you know, just to connect with you and shoot the shit on random things like this. Well, it, there's and, a thing I'm called Sam, I bet LeBlanc and Carl and Solange, they, <laughs> they might, you know, they haven't connected with you in a while. There's a phone, girl. I love <laughs> you very much. Thank you for everyone. All right. that love all of you. Thank you very much. Bye, everybody. Good Bye. night.